0: And so success is really not a big secret. It's a, it's just people become very clear about their goals, and then they just work really hard uh, and continue working hard until they succeed.
1: Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Stops Roundtable virtual events. On today's podcast, Ted welcomes best-selling author, lecturer, and business leader, Brian Tracy to the podcast. And now, here's Ted Ings.
2: Gene, absolutely. Brian Tracy has consulted for more than 1,000 companies and addressed more than 5 million people in 5,000 talks and seminars throughout the U.S., Canada, and 70 countries worldwide. Uh, He is the author of over 70 books that have been translated into dozens of languages. Uh, We first had the chance to meet you, Brian, about 15 years back. And one of the things that uh, I want to recall is that for years, literally after Brian spoke at our event, every time Brian would write another book, one of the great things he did was he would always send me a copy of each hardcover book. And I have saved probably two dozen of these over the years, Brian. And what a great marketing that Brian did personally, because inside every book, he would inscribe to me. Not just a word or two, but he would go to great lengths to uh, to, to write to me. And uh, I would receive these periodically for a long time. And my, my favorite one, Brian, is this one here, The Power of Charm, that you wrote some years ago. And in the book, uh, you wrote and inscribed this. You said, Ted, you are a real charmer. So um, <laughs> Brian, <laughs> welcome to the Fixed round Roundtable. Welcome back.
0: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. I uh, have so much respect for you and for the people in your circle because they're all hard workers. I I, I think that there's nothing more important for success than to be prepared to work hard, hard, hard for a long time. And you guys have always had that. You never expect anything for, for easy or anything for nothing. It's always you're willing to pay the price for success. And you'll make a thousand mistakes along the way but you just keep going forward. You just keep plowing forward and, uh, and eventually you break through. And so success is really not a big secret. It's, a, it's just people become very clear about their goals and then they just work really hard uh, and continue working hard until they succeed. And that's what you've always done, Ted. So when you called me recently and asked me if I could uh, appear on this show, uh, I said uh, yes uh, instantly. No, um, no questions asked. So, thank you for having me.
2: Again, Brian, a great honor. Thank you so much. Our our audience today is uh, uh, automotive dealership dealer principals, owners, managers, uh, who, have like everyone, have just come out of this and are still continuing to go through this COVID nineteen crisis. So, I thought it appropriate if you could uh, share some some words of, of wisdom and uh, and what to expect because we're
0: we're on the road back. We've just started. Definitely. Well, you, you you may or may not know or may or may not remember, but uh, when I was coming up in my uh, 30s, I had the opportunity to bring the Suzuki um, motor vehicles into Canada for the first time. And uh, my company, the, the big boss that I worked for was worth about $800 million and he had more than 200 companies. And I was his kind of uh, uh, mentee, if you like. And he asked me, they, the Suzuki people came to him and said, would you be interested in distributing our vehicles in uh, in Canada? And uh, he said, well, I'll ask my mentee, Brian. And he gave it to me. And I had crossed the Sahara Desert in a Land Rover um, many years before in my early, in, in my 20s. And so I knew a lot about four-wheel drive vehicles. And uh, I'd always had sort of a, a warm feeling for them. So I did some research. I went out and I looked at sales and I looked at sales figures and I came back and I said, yes, there's a market for a, a less expensive, high quality four-wheel drive vehicle. And they said, good. And he said, then I'll take on the distributorship and I will turn it over to you. And so I set up 64 dealerships in all of Western Canada and sold tens of billions of dollars worth of vehicles. I set up uh, distributorships. Actually, what I did was I appointed existing distributors to take the vehicles and handle them, but then I also set up parts departments and advertising and promotion and uh, went out and visited the dealerships, and I worked closely with the uh, owners of the dealership. So I'm really uh, familiar, well, I'm a little bit familiar with the the business of of selling vehicles. One of the things we have to realize today is, um, and they say that the four most important words In the English language, um, are the words, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And so we're going through a slow period now, and there's nothing that you can do about it uh, except not to make mistakes. And this too shall pass. And it will pass fairly soon. Uh, More and more, we're, we're coming to realize that there's some things you can do something about and some things you can't. One of the things that I learned. In success is never get upset about something you can't change. Never become upset or angry or blame people over something you can't change. Almost all unhappiness in life comes from people who are unhappy about something that happened in the past and that they cannot change. And what your job is to do is to focus on the future, is where are we now, where are we likely to be in a week, a month, two months, three months from now. And there's lots and lots of things that we in business. Have been resolving to do, but we just didn't have enough time. We were just so busy with doing so many things. But when we did have enough time, then by gum, we were going to do that. Well, now you've got enough time. So now it's time to read that book, uh, reorganize uh, rewrite the brochure, and so on. The most important thing uh, that I've learned in business is that in business, um, our key, key to our success is to serve others. Is Our job is to serve others. There's a direct one-to-one relationship. One of my favorite ratios is between how well you serve other people and how much money that you earn. And so now you have a chance to serve others. So how can you do it? What is it that people want and need right now? Get out of yourself and start, stop being preoccupied with your problems and look at them and what are their problems. And some things that you can do, um, what I do is if I can't charge for my services, I give them away is uh, people maybe need uh, uh, a a special seminar. Maybe they need a Zoom seminar to help them to use uh, your vehicles uh, better. Maybe there is something that you can offer them uh, that will um, benefit them in some way. Human beings, Ted, uh, I I studied economics for almost 40 years, and I began with reading uh, free market economics, which was pioneered by what they called the Austrian school. And the Austrian school started in Vienna, uh, spirit pointed by a man named um, uh, Ludwig von Mises. And one of the things that he said is that every human action is an attempt to improve your life in some way, is that if you cannot see that an improvement will take place, you do not act at all. And a simple thing is you sit on a tack. Well, you jump up. Why do you jump up? You, to improve your life, to remove the pain, and so on. So your customers, your customers, the only reason they act is because they feel that by acting, by what you suggest that they do, they will be better off. So how can you make people better off? This is the essence of successful business, is how can you give people something that will improve the quality of their lives? So in life, we don't sell products or services, and people don't buy products or services they always buy improvement. So your job is to say, how can we improve the life and work uh, business of our customers today? How can we help them today? What could we do uh, that we are uniquely situated to do that will make a difference in their lives? And very often um, what will happen is something that, that doesn't make you any money, at least temporarily. But the biggest and most important part of business is trust, is that people like you and they trust you. And therefore, they may not be able to take advantage of buying your products today. But the more they like and trust you, the more open they are to uh, buying from you in the future. And the most successful people in business um, are people who have built up and maintained high levels of trust throughout their career. And so whenever whenever I see uh, any kind of movie that shows crooked business people doing well, it just aggravates me because it's not possible for crooked business people to do well in the long term. As they may do well in the short term, but the most successful people are people who people like and trust because of months and years of reputation. So, you have to after have to, coming back to the principle of service, how can you serve your existing customers or your potential customers? What can you do for them? What can you give them that will help them to improve their life in some way and since you have time today and you see your staff has time then um, invest your time and say well we're going to have online programs to help you to get more out of the vehicles that you have and and you may even have seminars on how to buy a vehicle uh, a new vehicle and what you can what you think about if you're buying a car for the first time or for the 10th time What are the most important things that you need to consider to make sure that this is a good decision? In other words, the people who are listening to us today are the cream of the crop um, in the automotive industry. These are not uh, starters, starting people. These are people with years and years of experience. And all you need to do is you need to go into this mine of information and knowledge and experience and say, what can we do to, to to make our customers happy. You know, Aristotle, I, you get me in a role here, but Aristotle um, was uh, the greatest philosopher in human history. They said that, that after Aristotle, for the next 2,000 years, all philosophy was merely a commentary on Aristotle. And Aristotle came up with some insights that were really quite phenomenal. And one of them was that uh, the major driving force in human life is the desire to be happy. Everything that we do in life is to be happy in some way, uh, to be happier than we were before. And by the way, let me do a, a quick aside. I've written 86 books. And uh, so I'm always thinking, what will my next book be? I've, and I've come up with my next book this last uh, week. Uh, I have two books to complete and one book, uh, brand new book. And and one of the things I'm thinking of writing about, and I'm going to call it the er factor, the E-R factor you know like like, uh, like emergency response or whatever the er factor says that everybody in life acts because of er they want to be happy er they want to be rich er they want things to be easy er they want uh things to be faster better cheaper and so on and as a business person your success is totally determined by the er that you can give to your clients and you have to ask yourself, what is it that my customers want? What, what improvement do they want that they will buy from me or that I am uniquely uh, situated to offer? And here's an interesting discovery, Ted. And I just discovered it recently after decades, is that human beings will buy a product or service and 100% of the reason they buy is to be better off than before. Improvement. And there are many things that our friends... Uh, can uh, offer uh, that in the cars, trucks, vehicles that we offer, that will create an error. It'll be faster, better, cheaper, more uh, uh, attractive, and so on. So always be comparative. Always think of the comparative in the English language is they want to be more than they are now. So, however, I, I, I found this, and I don't know. It was, I, you know, I read everything, Harvard Business Review and so on. But what they said was that there are many different reasons why a person would buy a car. But there's a thing called single attribute factor. The single attribute factor says that people will buy a car for a single reason. That is the one reason that's more important than any other. The others are important. I mean, they want to be sure to get good service and, 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 and proper attention and, um, and everything. But there's always one thing. That is the uh, nickel dropper. It's the one thing that causes people to buy. So here's something I tell my salespeople. Um, If you want to increase your sales dramatically, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to find out why it is that people buy your product or service in the first place. And 80%, that 80-20 rule works. If you had uh, 100 customers and you ask them why they bought your product from you, uh 80 of them will say the same reason so there may be 10 or 15 reasons why a people person would buy a new car from you uh, but there's always one and out of 10 it'll be eight customers will probably say the same answer 180 customers the 80 20 rule is not always perfect but uh, you don't bet against it so so what what can you do today if you uh own a business Well, what you do is you go back and you do a market research program amongst your past customers. And they can be your past customers. You can be new car buyers, used car buyers, service uh, buyers. Um, What are the different services, products and services that you offer? And call back and just have your salespeople do this. Have your secretaries, your staff, they have time on their hands, is call them up and say, we're doing a market research study here, and we just wanted to call you and tell you that we really appreciate your buying from us. And um, we wanted to know, you, you know, you could have bought from many other companies uh, in the market today, but you choose to buy from us. And I just wanted to ask you, of all the reasons why you would have or you could have bought—you—you you bought from us, what was the one reason you chose us rather than anyone else what was the one reason and then you just go dead silent and most customers have never been asked this question so they're forced to think about it and so you just be perfectly silent and wait and let them think and turn it over in their mind and they'll say well yeah you're right Uh, yeah well you know the reason i decided to buy from you rather than from someone else, or by this vehicle, rather than a different vehicle, was this. And they will hand it to you, almost like handing you a gift. And if you ask 10 customers this question, 8 out of the 10 will give you the same reason. And in most cases, this is the shocker, you hadn't heard that before. You didn't know. You did not know that this was the the critical reason. This was the unique selling factor, the hot button that caused people to buy from you.
1: Uh, Thank you for that, Brian. Before you go, Ted, I understand you have a special announcement to make.
2: Brian, um, on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, and this is only the second time in our history that we've done this, uh, we would like to present you today with our Lifetime Achievement Award for your outstanding vision, dedication, and contributions to the automotive fixed operations community. So on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, we are presenting you uh, with the award today. And thank you so much for everything that you've done.
0: Thank you so much, Ted. And thank you, Gene. I I appreciate it. I I love you guys. I love car people. I say with great pride all my life that I was a car guy for uh, a long time. So thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings and Brian Tracy. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or for sponsorship information, call area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. For Brian Tracy and Ted Ings, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.